Thursday. You know what that means. It's party time here on the Blogging the Boys Network. This is Broadcasting the Boys, along with Roy White. I am Ari Temkin. Roy on Twitter at RW3. I am on Twitter at Ari Sports. And this is going to be a, uh, a you know, we, we like to be very serious in the show. It's a very serious, very serious show, as football is a very serious thing. And we don't always, wanna, we don't want to deviate from the seriousness. Today, we're going to have some fun because um, this is going to be a dual show. Is that is it a drop-in show? What uh, is it a merging show? What's the best? What's the best way to call? Well, 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 remix, <laughs> crossover, crossover, crossover. This Emerging. is um, this is the Saturday morning cartoon that blew all of our minds when they combined uh, both Spider-Man and X-Men into one fantastic Saturday morning cartoon. You didn't think they could do it. You knew they existed in the same universe, but you didn't think they could write the characters all into the same place. And sure enough, they did. They made the magic happen. They made everybody's dreams come true. And uh, that's what I think this podcast is about. Yeah, this is, this is both girls talking boys and boys talking boys. <laughs> I like Listen, that. Here's the thing. I never watched cartoons, but I feel like you did a great job of describing it, Roy. Like if, that, if I did watch cartoons... That would be how I would, you know, describe this said crossover and the magic that's about to happen on this Zero show. cartoons, Kelsey? I just, zero? No, you guys. Like, I'm a weird kid. I'm a weird person in general. Like, I think y'all know that by now. I don't know. Am I, I think my parents thought I was going to, like, poison my brain or something. So, I just feel feel bad that you didn't watch one Saturday morning growing up with recess yeah. and all that good stuff. So, yeah. And like nope. South, and South Park at the Simpsons to be still like to this day, I'm still a huge fan. Never watched an episode of either of those. Another terrific crossover. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, then maybe something more without trying to be too stereotypical. Think sex in the city and girls. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Haven't seen sex in the city. Yeah, but I love girls. So I get that. We are touching all the demos. <laughs> <laughs> Kelsey Charles on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. Megan Murray on Twitter at Meg Murray. This is the crossover merging podcast of Girls Talking Boys and Broadcast of the Boys. And here's the deal. We decided to come together. And on this version of the podcast, we are going to break down and basically vote and then figure out who the best player is in the NFC East at each position. Today, we're going to focus on defense. And then on Monday's episode of Girls Talking Boys, we're going to focus on offense. So we start today on the defensive side of the football. And, you know, I was thinking, like, maybe we can add the who wants to be a millionaire music when Ooh. we're deciding on positions. Because that gets yeah. intense. It gets really intense when you, when you hear that, that uh, who wants to be a millionaire music. So yeah. I, I feel like it'll, it'll, like, really raise the blood pressure of us while we're doing this, but then everybody listening as well. Yeah, editor, go ahead and do that. Our, you know, or you could use Kelsey's those. beautiful voice. <laughs> she you know, tends I, to drop those in from time to time. <laughs> I could. I could definitely do a little, quick little voiceover for you and drop it your way. I'm happy to oh, do that. Nice. I'll, I'll invoice you afterwards, but it's fine. I'm very oh, yeah, affordable. Totally. I mean, yes. uh, it makes total sense. It's, yeah, uh, it's well worth it. All right. Should we, should we get started here on defense? I'm in. So, okay. If we're building this super team, are what defense are we going to be building it off of? Are we doing nickel four three three four? Like, what are y'all thinking? It's twenty twenty. Let's 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 be let's let's go nickel defense. I mean, it's okay. Basically, a base defense now, right? I agree. Uh, All right. 
four pass rushers, you know, four guys rushing the passer and, and two linebackers and the, and the cornerbacks. Absolutely. That's how we're doing it. I think so. Right. The nickel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. All right. I'm in. All right. So you guys want to start front or back? Let's do front. This is where I, I, I'm about to stir some stuff up already. Oh dear. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start. Let's start with pass rusher. Who's who's the first pass rusher here? I mean, you obviously have to pick uh, D Law. Like he's got to be. <laughs> See, makes it kind of boring. That's intense, the music he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. See, this makes it so much more intense. I'm so like, scared. <laughs> I'm not even joking. My blood pressure just rose. Of course. I wasn't ready. But I do have a final answer for you. All right. Demarcus Lawrence. Number one on my board. Pass rusher. Final answer. We have any disagreements here with Tank Demarcus Lawrence? Absolutely not. How could you? Final I answer. I tend to agree. If there's any case to be made in the NFC, I suppose maybe Brandon Graham or Derek Barnett might be in the conversation. But for me, even off of a down year, Demarcus Lawrence would be my number one pick and pass rusher. Yeah, I agree. But you just mentioned a couple of others. I guess we could stop the music for now and then we'll <laughs> go back to it. So, I mean, so we're going to go for – are we going for pass rushers here? So should, yeah. we go, should we go straight, straight through it? Well, I think you – I mean, you go outside, inside, two outside, two inside. So okay. if I had, what about the other side then? We've got D-Law. I, I think where I was kind of like having a hard time, what about, I, I, I went Ryan Kerrigan because I just, I really feel like, I mean, he's, he's disruptive. Like, I just feel like he's kind of an underrated guy on the edge. But since we're going to be incorporating, and here's a rule I'm making up, 2020 draft picks, what about Chase Young, you guys? Chase Ooh. Young? I forgot and about you him. you ignored Chase Young? Because I don't think so. That was also my pick, so I'm with Kelsey on that one. On Chase Young. Yeah, you definitely can't. You cannot ignore him. Will they be playing him? Uh, you would assume they would be playing him on that outside area. So, yeah, Chase Young, absolutely. And Ryan Kerrigan, that was another great selection because people forget he had 13 sacks two years ago. He is yes. his pass rusher. So that Washington defense, it was scary between those two players. And Chase Young, I would agree. Great submission. Yeah, I mean, I, I you could have made a case for, for Brandon Graham, um, but I, I agree here. And I, it's crazy because I didn't even think about rookies here, but Chase Young is uh, an absolute monster. So, yeah, we'll go Chase Young as the second defensive end. All right, how about the interior of that defensive line? And it's, you know what? It's good that the Redskins will have at least one player on this list because I don't know that they're going to have many other players. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Listen. Uh, Cox. Yes. Big, big wait, Cox fan. Wait, 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 hold on. All right, defense, <laughs> defensive tackle. I am a big Cox fan. <laughs> Are you now? Yeah. Um, quote. Would you like to be on the record for that? Yes or yes? Yes and yes. Um, wish he had ended up a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, thought there was a scenario on draft day in which he maybe could have. But since he was taken by the Eagles, he has been nothing but a force on the interior. 
And I still believe opposing teams, especially in the NFC, look at him first and foremost on that Eagles defensive line as who they need to stop. I I have to totally agree with you. I mean, again, whenever we're talking about matchups on the other side of the ball, even when the Cowboys had what we would consider the best O-line in the NFC East, and quite frankly, even in, in some of the – what some would say in the NFL, Fletcher Cox was a name that – came up consistently as someone that did a good job of facing off against the second great wall here in Dallas. He's again, a great word to describe him as disruptive. You can't ignore a guy like that, especially on the interior, you know, at, at times where we've had to fill in some gaps on the interior. Like obviously you have a guy like Zach Martin, but like you weren't so sure at other times where, what the left guard situation is going to look like and if do you need to switch people around just having any semblance of uncertainty is is terrifying in the face of a guy like like Fletcher Cox I think Fletcher Cox is the best defensive player in this division and um has been uh he is a force I think we've all said it and uh yeah he is he's the best he's the best defensive player in this conference and certainly the best uh in the division certainly the best defensive tackle in this division so Ari who are you rounding out then uh, your front four with. How about Gerald McCoy? How about him? How about Gerald McCoy? Dallas Sooners. <laughs> Let's go. I love that pick. I have to say, I think I I was a little weary about picking him because you know he oh, hasn't. No. Right. Yeah. I mean, here I am, and I'm gonna admit it, and I'm fine with that. But you look at a guy; he's six-time Pro Bowler three-time first-team All-Pro. I mean, he's he's just – we've talked about how excited the Cowboys are and the Cowboys should be getting a guy like that in the locker room and on the field. And, yeah, he hasn't been in the NFC East, but I'm definitely ready to go ahead and give him the first-year honors on our all-time NFC East defensive squad already, 100%. And while I do love the Gerald McCoy pick, and I'm – totally here for it just to be a little bit of a contrarian um i came up with i mean i hope i say his name right javon hargrave uh who is just going to be joining philly this year from the steelers yeah he's um, very good he's a monster so yes. i think this this pick is probably the one that you could dispute the most because hargrave was right up there amongst players that i considered here um, another one I really like and that I think I would take over Gerald McCoy is Jonathan Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they played him kind of at left defensive end. They have him listed at a defensive tackle. I mean, you understand with the positions that they play, they can kind of move him around inside and move him in against a guard um, into that A gap. And so I, I think Jonathan Allen is another guy that you could maybe have there, especially considering he has 14 sacks in the last two years. But I mean, all three of those players are guys that you would consider. And that's, I think, where the position is murkiest along these these front four kind of pass rushers when you're talking about the best players in the NFC East. I certainly think you can make a case for Allen. And, and the Redskins, again, have maybe the best defensive front in the NFC East. Um, and then Hargrave, too, another fantastic addition to that uh, Eagles defensive front. I mean, should we go McCoy? Do we go Allen? Giant front four player (laughs) no it's okay you wouldn't be alone (laughs) (laughs) 
So who should we go with here? Are we going Homer pick? Or are we going Jonathan Allen? Or are we going the, with the new guy, uh, Hargrave? Hargrave's not a bad option, honestly. I know. Yeah, I, I wanted know, the Cowboys think, to get him. I think I kind of want to side. Because it's uh, the traditional interior lineman, I think I'm going to side with, with Hargrave as well. I think I'm, we got you guys two to two there on that, so that's a split. Yep. All right. So All right. we've landed Chase Young, right? Fletcher yep. Cox. Hargrave and D-Law. That's our, yes. that's our front four. That is our front four. A nice front four right there. I don't hate it. I feel like Marinelli is going to be sad if we actually were able to put together a team like that. Dylan <laughs> Moore would hate to see that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where should we go next? Linebacker? Yeah. All right, so uh, Mag, why don't you throw out a linebacker? Oh! <laughs> Did I guess right? Yes. That's yeah. Anybody That's else? my guy. That was awesome. Listen, this is how I know my gal. <laughs> I didn't even have to talk to her before. I knew the number one pick coming up. But yes, Meg, you have the floor. Go ahead and gas him up. Gas up, Queen. Oh, I mean, I'm just high on him. Even with the uh, the stinger that kept him out of uh, playing the last half of the season. Um, he's just been a standout player since he walked on the field. So that, that's definitely my pick. Any this guy is... that can come in and, in my personal opinion, give Sean Lee a run for his money and AKA his job, uh, that, that, you know, is significant, especially just because like he's the general. And I, I look at a guy like LVE, even with the issues that he had last year, I have full faith that he'll be back on the field. Again, disruptive is the word I love to use when picking the best defensive players, obviously. And you can't not call him that. He's just – he's a playmaker, and he definitely makes my team. This is definitely not the strength of the, um, you know, <laughs> of the, the NFC East. I mean, I, kind of looking through just even some of the guys that, that could be on this list, it's hard to disagree on, on LVE considering – you know, he had a kind of a down year last year. Now, again, it's partly because he was out for a lot of the year and also because even when he was playing, he was not healthy um, with that stinger. So, um, I mean, Blake Martinez signed in New York. I mean, this is a guy that's been big-time tackling machine uh, over the course of his career. Certainly a guy, Nigel Bradham is another guy you could probably put on this list. John but, Bostic. Uh, yeah, John Bostic. Um, I but I would say if we're going with one of the Cow- – I mean, certainly the Cowboys seem to be the strength at linebacker in this conference, in this division, and uh, it's the second time I've said conference, and uh, I, would, I would go with LVE over Jalen Smith. What do you think, Roy? Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. Um, I mean, when you're crafting a team in this umbrella, you're assuming full health. You know, if you're asking me who I would want right. as my right. linebacker from a durability standpoint – Lane Vander Esch would give me questions, but when we're crafting this type of team, we're kind of assuming full strength. And when he was at full strength, he was arguably the best linebacker in the entire league, not just the NFC East. So I don't think anybody should have any issue with saying Lane Vander Esch. Um, I just already get nervous because we're, five positions in and the Cowboys are already holding down two spots. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. 
Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. (laughs) <laughs> well i think we can nervous. all agree it makes me nervous to gas them up because i've been a part of the train that has done that so many times in the past and been so wrong about it uh but at the same time it feels great because everybody else seems to be agreeing with what we're saying well, well yeah i mean especially at this position yeah i think i my whole thing with this is that from the defensive side of things, I don't think anyone can come out and say that the NFC East is just blowing anyone's socks off on right. the defensive side of the ball. So I feel like I hate to add, you know, to remove the rose, rose-colored glasses and add a layer of perspective, but I think that is kind of what we're working with when we are picking the best players. It's, it is kind of what it is. But, yeah, I mean, needless to say – assuming full health and I am going to go ahead and assume full health because that's what I do. And that's what we as Cowboys fans do. (laughs) It is exciting already to be having some of these guys on the list and we're like, okay, like, yeah, I think that they, they top the list and LVE certainly is a guy that I want to have around as long as we've had a Sean Lee around and hopefully, you know, hopefully he's a little more durable, but hopefully he's still continuing to make plays. All right. So who's the second, linebacker that at the NFC East we're going to take at the inside inside linebacker position. Is it Jalen Smith? Ooh. Blake Martinez? I think I'd go Blake Martinez. Yeah, I'm Blake Martinez too. He had the I'm second most tackles in 2018. Yeah. I'm Pretty not fun. trying to not pick Jalen, but yeah, I'm with you, Meg. I feel like it just, if, we, if we're being objective, it's Blake. He's always around the ball. Hey, the Giants are on the list. Look at them. Look at them go. We did. Go Giants. Assuming, Roy, you're, you're on board with Blake Martinez? I'm on board. All right, so let's meander into the cornerback position. Uh, Byron Jones no longer a corner in, in the NFC East. R.I.P. <laughs> so who's, who's the best corner? Who's number one off the board out of these three that we're going to go with here in the NFC East? This is so depressing, this list. In my yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, this Offense is going to be way more fun. I'll throw one out there. Um, Darius Slay in Philly. Yep. yep. That was yep. going to be the first name I came up with as well. A newcomer to uh, to the division. Except for last year, he did shut down Amari Cooper. So He toasted it. <laughs> Not according to Amari, though. Well, yeah. But uh, the, three, <laughs> the three catches for 38 yards tells a different story. <laughs> um, Darius have- Slay is probably the best corner in this division. He is 
and has been a consistently good corner, a guy that could put it on an island and, and match up against the best receiver of the opposition. And more than anything, the Eagles have been the laughingstock of the division and the laughingstock of football at corner. They've just been brutal at corner. And uh, they finally fortified with Darius Slay. I agree. Out. Darius Slay, once again, uh, that would be my selection. I mean, I guess you could make considerations about rookie cornerbacks, but it's hard to put those guys in the same conversation as guys who um, just made right. $50 million a year on uh, free agency. Yep. I too had Darius Slay, but let me throw a couple names out there as well, just for the sake of a conversation, just to fill a couple of their spots in that nickel defense. Uh, James Bradbury, Kendall Fuller. Uh, would you even go as far as to say like, would you put Cheeto in there at all? Do we get a, do we get any Cowboys back there? Eh. No. <laughs> I'm just trying to round up. I'm try, I'm really a resounding trying. meh. Well, I'm trying would, to gas up my guys. Would we be feeling? Yeah, I mean, if if Diggs had been the first round selection, he had been considered to be by a lot of experts who never would have thought C.D. Lamb would be there at 17. Would we be saying differently? I think he would be in the conversation for the top three. You know, uh, I love that. Especially what he did against the competition that he was up against. Um, granted, playing with Alabama, the best defensive players around him might have made him look better. But he was up against some of the best competition you can find in the entire country for several years while he was there. Jamar Chase. <laughs> Yeah, uh, DK DK Metcalf, who we'll see this season. And how about how about Kendall Fuller, another addition to the conference, to the division, third time? I'm a moron. Um, well, so because he was just with the Chiefs, right? Yes. Yeah. He he was. He went over a, with the Alex Smith trade. He was a big time player mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, um, and yeah, so he was he was with the Redskins. Then went to the Chiefs, and now he's back with the Redskins, I believe. <laughs> Homecoming. There's no place like home. And oh, I mean, he, 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 to me, has to be on this list, especially, like, I, I'm not against putting Trayvon Diggs on this list, but I'm kind of against it. What? Um, I just, I'm a little, I feel like he's been a little bit overrated because of how excited everybody is about him. Hmm. And because... I, I just he's very raw. He's only played corner for three years and they're expecting him to start. It's like that that's that scares me. That scares me a ton. In a stunted offseason without much time, um, with a guy that isn't experienced playing the position, and now like you don't even have like who's the who's the Cowboys number one corner right now? Is it Cheeto? Mm-hmm. T B D very troubling to me. The whole Cowboys secondary is troubling to me. Oh my God, it's so troubling. And it's funny because like people will say it like on message boards, you'll see this or like Reddit. I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm always in the Cowboys subreddit, but like <laughs> they're like, yeah, it was just like, it was just the, the technique they were being taught. You know, it's like, what? They were being taught, Cheeto was being taught not to intercept the football, not to make plays in the ball. That, that's what he was being taught. He was being taught that. Yeah, okay. That, that, that's like people are giving Cheeto the benefit of the doubt. I hope he plays well. I just think he's underperformed. And I'm worried about that. And then, and then when you have issues at number one corner, I think it, it, it's like a domino effect with everybody else. Yeah. I think as we have all decided, the Cowboys secondary is scary. And, you know, I think losing Byron was a big hit. 
I think that, you know, a lot of people maybe didn't realize his value. Obviously the Cowboys decided to, you know, pay other players and I get it. It makes sense. But um, yeah, I, I struggle with selecting a guy with a star on his helmet for the all-star team. But I do, I really do. I, I, you know, again, maybe I'm just giving him too much credit, but I do believe in digs. I think you know, despite the fact that he doesn't have as much experience, like I'm going to give him credit for playing on the other side of the ball. I think that that helps him with his knowledge. He, he thinks like a receiver. And so therefore he can defend like a, like defend a receiver better in my personal opinion as well. And, you know, I think he has some, has some flexibility in what, how he can come in and initially make an impact with this team. And so, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't completely count him out of the conversation of this NFC East all-star team. Again, still acknowledging the fact that, yeah, the NFC East defense isn't the best. So probably wouldn't be making the team elsewhere. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll give him a, a runner up in this role. How about DeAndre Baker? That's a, it's a joke. He's good, but he's probably not going to play football for well, a long time. Again, appreciate you trying to shoehorn a giant into the conversation. Very respectful. And he's just not going to play football for a long time. It's going to be a couple of years at least. And well, and well-rounded. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a bit for him with his backstory. I, I think then the three that we've settled on, Slay. Well, have we? Well, I think okay, we all ahead. agree on Slay. Yes, we definitely agree on Slay for sure. Then um, it's Kendall so there's Fuller. I think there's three guys for two spots. So Kendall Fuller, I, I would select Kendall Fuller too. I believe someone else said they would take Kendall Fuller as well. Yes, definitely. Yes. Yep. So then we've got oh. either Trayvon Diggs or James James Bradbury for the last corner spot. Ooh. And boy, Trayvon Diggs just giving him a leapfrog right over Cheeto and uh, and Anthony Brown, aren't we? I, I think we got to go Bradbury we, here, guys. Yeah, I think that's why it's tough to to just give it to him. I want to give it to him optimistically. I think it's absolutely possible. But to say that now in July without having seen anything screams too optimistic. You'd be going. You'd be just leaning in so heavy to the upside, is what you're yes. yes. I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, the Jameis Killer, a.k.a. James Bradbury. <laughs> <laughs> James Bradbury. So we have we have three guys at corner that were not in the NFC East last year. Yeah, again, reinforcing the narrative we've been saying all along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> and the best, the best corner in the NFC East last year. No longer. Welcome to the, the best NFC division, East. boys. SOS. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. Safety. Safety. Jamal Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Wishful thinking. Ink it. Write it down. <laughs> Manifest it, Ari. Let's go. Let's go. That's Jamal it. Adams. I love the way you I wrote think. it. I'm big into <laughs> lately, so I'm very on board with how this, the direction of this conversation. So yeah, here for it. We're um, recording this on a Wednesday night, so yep. this will this will be available Thursday. So by the time this is available, he'll be he'll be, be yeah he'll be with the Cowboys for sure. He's already I mean, he's already in town. Just put that star in your helmet, buddy. Literally, <laughs> I was like, listen, here's the thing, Jamal. I know you're in Dallas. Like, why don't you go ahead? What does RJ call his car? Like the Mercedes, Mercedes Jeep. The Mer go ahead and take your Mercedes Jeep up to Jerry World. Take a little tour, see what you like, and sign that sign on that dotted line. Figure it out. It's fine. Like we got it. 
done. I think, I think they also have to trade somebody for it, but if they could just sign them, that's maybe neither cool here nor there. <laughs> Unimportant. We're not worried about that. We're Twitter GMs. So that's just sign him is what is what the consensus is. You guys. Okay. Logic is out the door. Roy, do you have a free safety or a strong safety? Yeah. Is, is Roy's just, sit, Roy's just sitting there like waiting for us to stop with the Jamal Adams. And I'm like, keep it going. Make no mistake. If Jamal Adams is in town, he will top the list for me. And that is even with a considerable candidate who's been in the division already, but is now switching to another side. That would be Landon Collins. Yup. Three-time pro bowler with uh, the Giants, just signed with the Redskins. And now that's like four Redskins, I believe, that we've – That's right. Wow. I don't like this trend. Or starters. And that is at least painting a picture that tells me that defense is going to be a little dangerous to face this year. No, that's true. We, I mean, we didn't go hard. We, we didn't go with Jonathan Allen, but we could have. But, but Chase Young, Blake Martinez, Kendall Fuller, and Landon Harrigan Collins. Harrigan was in not, the conversation uh, as well. I beg your pardon. Martinez is not as on the Giants. So it's, it's they, uh, Collins, Fuller, Chase Young. So three now. But, I mean, you can make a case for Kerrigan or for Jonathan Allen to be on that list. So, yeah, Collins ha- is definitely the best safety in this division. That is, of course, unless Jamal Adams gets signed by the Cowboys. Well, and then another rookie, I think, at least gets to potentially be in the conversation. Xavier McKinney, a link to the Dallas Cowboys, of course. Do we take away the same thing from him that we took away from Trayvon Diggs? Well, he hasn't done it yet. So I suppose there's something left to be proven there. But quite frankly, outside of maybe HaHa Clinton Dix, I don't think any other safety has really proven themselves to be that much better than the rest of the pack either. Rodney McLeod? Right. McLeod. And Mills, considerable. Jabril uh, Peppers. Considerable, but I think, I think the bar there is, is achievable and attainable by even a rookie talent. Yeah, this is brutal. Jabril Peppers, McLeod, Shaha, Xavier Woods. Are you Holy guys just cow. rolling through? I'm looking through rosters right now and i'm like oh oh like yeah. this is painful y'all yeah, yeah yeah don't go more than don't go more than one or two deep after that it's uh it's a crap shoot if only but even still cowboys um, cared I, about safety you know like maybe they'd if have we a went good one three oh. i would have said collins mckinney and clinton Dix. no disrespect to jalen or rodney mcleod i think they have been good uh but I think those three have been better. I'm good with that. Meg? I'm here for it. All right. So our second corner or second safety is Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Ha Ha Clinton Dix beating out the new Alabama player in the NFC East, Xavier McKinney. All right. Wow. That was, that was defense. We just did the whole defense right there. That was fast. Defense. I feel like it was a lot faster. So in summary, We've got Chase Young, Fletcher Cox, Gerald McCoy, D-Law, Blake Martinez, LVE, Darius Slay, Kendall Fuller, James Bradbury, Landon Collins, and HaHa Clinton Dix. Replace our- Hargrave, Javon Hargrave with Gerald McCoy, and I don't think oh, you said – I'm sorry. T- did you say take Lawrence? Uh, yeah, I did. Sorry, yeah. it's Hargrave, not McCoy. I, re- yes. I read 
Listen. She just decided that her answers were right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Girls Talking Boys, everyone, where I trump everyone with all of my – All the time. It is not a democracy. I'm like, listen, oh, that's a great answer, Meg, but it's wrong. <laughs> Let me tell you why you're incorrect. <laughs> if, if, you, if one of you guys wrote it down, then did you keep track of which team had the most players? Let's go. Representing so D-Law. I think the Chase Cowboys Young. had four. Fletcher Cox, Hargrave, that's two for the Eagles. LVE makes two for the Cowboys. Blake Martinez makes one for the Giants. Darius Slay makes three for the Eagles. Kendall Fuller makes two for the Redskins. James Bradbury is on the Giants. Mm -hmm. That's two for the Giants. Landon Collins is on Washington. That's three for the Eagles. So the Eagles... Eagles with three, Redskins with three, Cowboys with three, Giants with two. Not too shabby. We kind of shoehorned Clinton Dix in there. We did not over-homer that. Good for us. I'm proud of us for that. Honestly, I really am. Like, that's a win. And I'm glad we got Clinton Dix in there because that otherwise we would have been with the Giants with only two, and that would have been disaster. We should been not disaster. have that. That's true. Not a party without Dix and Cox, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> And a new drop is born. <laughs> At least for me. Hey, yeah, listen. no, I, the best parties in the world for sure. I'm glad that we've decided that we're not being homers on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. I can't guarantee that when we talk offense, though. I'm just, yeah. just so we're very abundantly clear. Like, I wanted to give us some swinging room. Yeah, because we're going in here when we go offense. Just, just putting that out there. All right, so let me let me conclude the defense with this. Who's the best player in the NFC East on defense? Fletcher Cox? Mm. Tank Lawrence? Him or D-Law, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Those are my two. Yeah, I, have, I think it's still Fletcher. Yeah, I would give the edge to Fletcher. I, I would too. I have a feeling, though, when we do this next year, Chase Young will be on the top of the list. I was going to say, I was like, if we want to go ups, upside, like that man's monster. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly – my family went to Ohio State, and so they were all excited about him you know, being drafted. And then I realized that he was playing for the Redskins, and I immediately was upset. <laughs> it's just I'm not thrilled to be facing him a couple times a year. <laughs> Thank you to the Girls Talking Boys, Meg Murray and Kelsey Charles, for joining us in this crossover edition of Broadcasting the Boys. Make sure to stay tuned. You can listen to Girls Talking Boys. We're going to be breaking down the offense, best players of the NFC East on the offense, and we are going to be full homers there. Um, so stay tuned for that on Monday. Of course, make sure to follow Kelsey on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles, Meg Murray on Twitter at Meg Murray, Roy on Twitter at RW3, and make sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel. I am on Twitter at RA Sports, and you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel as well at the same name. But for now, Roy, leave the people with something. Hey, yo. Gotta go. 